Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> hey guys, guys, you know what? That was exciting. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting too old for this show. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, good job. That what you can do for the end. Uh, You've wasted both of your lines. Yeah, now nah, I got some more. I got some more. No, you don't. I, I do. Know. I do. I have so many. We practiced that. <laughs> that was good. No, it was, no, it was a I little knew, too exciting. I knew you guys would mock, and so I was ready with the follow-up. See? Yeah. I, 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 know, I know what's going on. We'll get into it more, but like, McLean is a little more sarcastic. Like, it's a little more like, all Welcome right, to the now, party, pal. No, you gotta like, Welcome pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Kind of like that. I'm getting I just too old to for this show. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And Jacob. First of all, thank you, everyone, to yes. listen to the Toy Story. I, I got some feedback that made me warm in my heart. And it was... Uh, he Mark. cried like a girl. I did. <clears throat> it was Mark, actually. Uh, Mark said that he experienced nostalgia while listening to that show. And I went, that's exactly what we wanted. Okay. So what are we talking about? Oh, I don't know. I thought you guys did something. <laughs> yes, we did. Hey, we're talking about Christmas movies, right? Yeah. Yes. Something, something like... But we want to do a little twist. Because everyone's doing Christmas movies out there. Everyone's talking about How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Home Alone. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Which is obviously better than The Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start. Can, can we we'll talk about that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So we were talking about planning our show, which we generally do three days before we record. <laughs> wow, three days. I, yeah, that's a lot of prep, <laughs> yeah, right? That's a lot of time. And I'm thinking, okay, we, we have an idea. We can move, move forward with that. But what if we do, much like the most American movie of all time, mm-hmm. the most Christmassy movie of all time? And you have to realize, Kent and I like to disagree, meaning that if we have a versus show set up, we, we, Not that it's forced, no. but generally there is a favoritism. Well, no, no, no. Let, me, let me set up the scene here. So we'll be on our, our group messenger, right? Mm-hmm. And Joel will say something like, hey, Kent, what's the better musical, Les Mis or Phantom of the Opera? And Kent will say, probably Phantom of the Opera. And then Joel says, dang. And then dang Kent it. says, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they, they agree. Yeah. Right, and so they're all, they're looking for that sort of thing. So this is what happened. Go we on. look for conflict, mm-hmm. and so we said, well, what if we did like you know how the Grinch stole Christmas versus Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the animated ones? And I said, well, which one would you think is more Christmassy? And Kent said, how the Grinch stole Christmas. And I went, dang, and he pretty went, much dang. And then Jacob goes, I could take you both on right now with both arms tied behind my back. Minus the last part, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> so so J- if you if you've listened to a show before. Um, I don't want to be mean to you, Jake. I want to be nice to you. <laughs> don't be mean to him. <laughs> yeah. no, look, look, bring it on. You, bring it on. You no, can't, no, you I'm can't just be saying, mean. If you've listened to a show before, it's generally Joel and I who get into heated arguments like we probably will in the next hour. And we, For can, sure. It's going to be a whole hour of that. And Ken and I are both you know, fanatics about film, and mm-hmm. we do tons of research, even though we've seen these movies. So these guys in, the store, in just a simply adorable state of mind assume <laughs> that because I play the moderator every time during the show that I couldn't possibly come up to their standards Jacob, of being able to defend Jacob. a movie no, in no, a no, way Jacob. equal to them. Jacob. <laughs> In you, which point, you're Jacob. completely mistaken. Jacob. Oh, yeah. Joel, were you saying You've something? You've never heard of Dr. Octopus and Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, That's all I'm saying. Teddy Ruxpin, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Octopus, yeah. No, don't even try to backtrack Look, that's that. unrelated anyway. I have heard of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I've certainly heard Here's of the Grinch. Here's the thing. I would love to see this show. I even volunteered to just sit out. Because I don't think Joel and I versus you, which I don't that's accept. not fair in any world. No, no, no. It is. It's it's not fair for you guys. That's the only oh world my gosh. that we're talking about right now. Because no, Jake, I got the advantage Jacob, with the show. When Jacob said, "Hey, what if I just take on you guys? I'll do Rudolph, and you guys do How the Grinch Stole Christmas." And I said, "I didn't say it like that. I took it very seriously. I was like, okay, no, two versus he, one is a you hardship." You were trash talking, my you friend. Were. And then I said, "I was because Joel kept said, telling me I'm like a toddler going into a boxing <laughs> ring." <racing. laughs> yeah, you did say that. <laughs> anyway, this isn't about that. But I want it to be. I really, really I don't want, want to argue. It's a funny anecdote. I don't want to argue with Jacob. But the, Kent and I are going to go against each other, but we're doing a little twist on the Christmas uh, movies because we're picking two non-traditional Christmas movies. So they are technically, and by technically I mean a lot of people consider them Christmas movies. You'd be surprised. People get mad when you call these movies Christmas movies. One of them. Both of them. <laughs> One of them's a Christmas movie. <laughs> it's already started. I know, right? All right, with that, let's kick it off. So we're, go- we're going, are the, the general term we're going with, or specific, I guess I should say, we're going with the better Christmas movie yes. of the two. More Christmassy. Yes. Kind of like back when we did the Most America Show of all time, which you should listen to, because that was actually one of my favorite shows we've ever done. It's a good time. I get a little upset. You do. Well, we, we all have our yeah. where we get a little upset. But today we're talking about Lethal Weapon versus Die Hard. We are, and it's not which is the better movie, because we're not going to get into that. That's a very different conversation, it may, really. It may leak out bits. and we'll it have will. To, If it does, Jacob, please moderate and call us back. All right. Like, we're not it talking will about come up. So Kent's taking Die Hard. Joel, yes. you're taking Lethal Weapon. Yes. These are both 80s action, com- uh, action comedy classics. 
people love these movies. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a lot of, with these two movies. I watched them a lot. And so to to bring them to light during the Christmas season just feels so right right now. <laughs> but <laughs> I will admit, I am fighting an uphill battle. I, I, think, I think you are too. Because even when I, when I wrote the, the top 10 greatest Christmas movies of all time and put Die Hard in there as one of the ones on there uh, for an article I wrote for, for work, people, what? people got a little, a little upset that I put Die Hard on the list at all. But I put it on there because I consider it a Christmas movie. Can we, we rewind just a little bit? Die Hard was on your list? Yes. But not Lethal Weapon? No, because at the time I wasn't educated. Now I am. <laughs> but you watched them as you grew up. I did. So you, so you knew that they were Christmas movies. Um, this one's not really a Christmas this was a, movie. Well, you know, and a lot of people like to jump on the bandwagon, and they hear that Die Hard's a, movie, a Christmas movie, so they all Okay, go, look, <laughs> I'm not that guy. Oh, we all know you this. You are. So I actually, all I right, should probably right. take the role of Lethal Weapon in this one, because <laughs> I like to go against the grain. No. I'm with the grain on this one. Yeah, totally. And I'm totally on the bandwagon. Just say it. I'm say I'm on the bandwagon. And Rotten I Tomatoes love Fantastic and Beasts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on the bandwagon. <laughs> That's totally getting used as a quote. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no. But the point is, is that people think of Die Hard, and and it is it's cool now to say Die Hard is a Christmas movie and to like watch people's feathers ruffle. Do people's feathers really ruffle? They do. Why? I don't know because people people have kind of an idea of what Christmas movies should be. You know, it's it's Home Alone. It's a Wonderful Life. It's Night Before Christmas. It's all these ones. The classic Christmas. Wow. Movies. Oh, you had to love. slide that in there. I did. <laughs> you couldn't resist that. But for those of you who haven't seen Lethal Weapon or Die Hard, let's take a step back. Yeah, I have, I have a few questions, actually, just yeah. to kind of acquaint yes. everybody. What years did these come out? I can tell you. And so I'll just go down this list. Joel Research. All right. So uh, Lethal Weapon came out the 6th of March, 1987. Die Hard came out the 20th of July, 1988. So very one, close. One year later. Yeah, but they're still in that same era. Uh, Lethal Weapon is directed by Richard Donner. Uh, Die Hard directed by John McTurnan. The writer of Shane Black and Lethal Weapon. Writers are people you've never heard of on Die Hard. Shane Black comes into play because that's going to come later. It's going to come up a lot. Because the, th- the point is, is that Shane Black, who is a writer for this movie, later directed a bunch of other movies. And he always seems to put Christmas in the movies. We'll get there. It's yeah. a thing. Um, uh, Lethal Weapon stars Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, and Gary Busey. Pre- pre-motorcycle accident. <laughs> before he went crazy. And then Die Hard stars Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, and Bonnie Bedella. Uh, you want run times? And these are these are great casts. Yeah. Reginald Vil Johnson. Oh, I'll talk about him in a bad way. Yes. Wow. I have a story, and I'm going to share it's it. It's a personal story, and it was it uncomfortable. But kind of is a personal story. Oh gosh, what? I'm nervous you now. Have, you have a personal story with Uncle Carl. With Carl, Carl. Winslow from the, not not me personally, but it's a direct relation. Kind okay, of so thing. quick synopsis on both movies. Yes. Okay. A little couple more facts. Lethal Weapon runs one hour, 50 minutes. Die Hard runs two hours, 11 minutes. Uh, Lethal Weapon has three sequels. Die Hard has four sequels. Rotten Tomato score for Lethal Weapon is 84 to 85%. Uh, Rotten Tomato score for Die Hard is 92 to 94%. Box office. I'm, I'm doing all these for the film nerds out there. I'm sorry if you're bored by this part. Just skip a little ahead. Box office worldwide for Lethal Weapon, 120 million. Box office for Die Hard, 140 million. And here's the synopses. For Lethal Weapon, a veteran policeman, Murtaugh, is partnered with a younger suicidal officer, Riggs. They both have one thing in common, hating working in pairs. Now they must learn to work with one another to stop a gang of drug smugglers. That's not a great synopsis. That's the IMDb. That is a very boring synopsis. Uh, synopsis for Die Hard. John McClane, officer of the NYPD, tries to save his wife, Holly Gennaro, and several other that were taken hostage by a German terrorist, by, by German terrorist during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. That's also a pretty boring synopsis. So there you go. And just to explain, are we going to say Riggs and Murtaugh? Are we going to say McLean? Are we going to say Bruce Willis, Danny Glover? I think we're going to say characters' names. I think we have to maybe clarify a few times because yeah, Riggs yeah, and yeah. Murtaugh could get pretty confusing. Say, say both of them a couple of times. So like Mel Gibson playing Riggs. Yeah, Riggs played by Mel Gibson. Right. And Gibson Riggs. Murtaugh played by Danny Glover. Murtaugh Glover and John McClane played by Bruce Willis. Yes. Thirty minutes in, we're Hans probably Gruber okay. No one's going to forget John McClane. No one's going to forget Hans Gruber. All right, guys, you're right. Are you ready? Yeah. I want opening arguments. <laughs> Go for it, Kent. All right. Since I you would... have the weaker argument, go ahead. <laughs> wow. Really? Uh, my first point, Jake, here's a question for you. I'm ready. He just read two synopses. Yeah. Synopsis? Synopses. Synopsizes. Synopsizes. I'm sure it's synopsis. When you read Lee the Weapon, Christmas didn't come up. No. When you read Die Hard, Christmas came up. Yeah. You cannot explain Die Hard without Christmas. Oh, you can. I'll tell you how. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is opening, opening arguments. arguments. Oh, opening okay, arguments. go ahead. But you, thank you for that. No, basically, you just, that wasn't an open <laughs> argument. You're basically rebutting what I said. That wasn't an opening argument. 
It's part of my opening argument. Well, th- those are actually not what you said. You were just stating facts. Like you're basically doing right. my job stating like here's the, here's the course. Point, moderator. I All will right. take that. Basically, you explained the weapon. Not a great explanation, but in any explanation, Christmas would not come into play. Die Hard, you cannot do without it. Yes, you can. Okay. I'll, All right. Let's go. go and go. I'll tell you how. Because the whole point of Die Hard... People trapped in a building with terrorists. It could be any party, Kent. It doesn't have to be a Christmas hold party. On, hold on, Kent. I see you. This Stop is L.A. Okay, by the way, we're both going to be battling. No, no. You yes. guys get like quiet moments and then you can go Wait, is this sleep. like an actual like debate? No, no, this no. This no. is only, now. Only, Jacob's moderating. Oh, no. Only for the opening. Wrong, I just want to give you guys bigly, a Bigly. Cool. Bigly wrong. <laughs> Jacob is the moderator and I will allow the moderator to direct the traffic. It's two against one. <laughs> um, go on, Joel. Let's so, just end this now. I'm going to vote. But honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a Christmas party. It could have been any office party. It could have been an Arbor Day party. It doesn't matter. All they needed was people in this building taken hostage. It didn't even have to be a party. They could have gone there during office hours near the end of the day when people would have been clearing out because the whole point of the Nakatomi building is that it's an empty building except for this floor. And that's why the terrorists are able to kind of, you know, and parts of it are under construction. That's why we're able to lock it down. The holiday party was merely some sort of inciting incident that they could use to get it in there. But Christmas doesn't come into play at all. During Die Hard. So this isn't exactly a counter argument to what he said, but it's a no. He, he said it's a new point. He said you can't do Die Hard without Christmas, and I'm saying you substitute St. Patrick. But you are agreeing that Lethal Weapon could be at any time of the year, and it wouldn't change the movie. Yes. Okay. So let me jump in. Let me jump in. Okay. You're Arbor- wrong. When's the last time? <laughs> when's, when's the last time you went to an Arbor Day party or a St. Patrick's Day party? With your coworkers after work, and your estranged spouse came to visit. To an Arbor Day party hey, at your corporation. He likes trees. That's not, <laughs> that's not what happened. But it doesn't have to be. They're estranged. No, no. It he has to be because when else do you meet, whether it's elsewhere or in the building, after hours other than a Christmas party? Here's, here's, a, a, a break, here's a breakthrough idea, Kent. You remember when they built our new building that we worked in and we had an office warming party and we were all up there and we enjoyed the new building? And then terrorists would come in and take us hostage. I think that did happen, actually. Yeah, yeah that is. the yeah. terrorist game. Yeah, and the, the, estra- the estranged husband <laughs> coming back. The estranged, and that's the thing. John McClane is coming back. For, he's a New York cop. He comes to LA to visit his wife. It doesn't have to be because of the holiday party. He could just be coming to visit her. He goes to the house. She's not there. He goes to her work, and that's where it all happens. But that's not what happened. He I'm went, saying. I'm saying he, the work picked him up. He went to work. Your argument. He joined the party. My argument is that it is built around the entire environment. Your, is Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, the night before Christmas. Your and all through the argument, Nakatomi Corporation. Your argument is that Die Hard could not happen without Christmas. My argument is yes. It could happen without Christmas. But I like that you're not defending Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon we has start- Christmas trees in the background. No, no, no. And that's it. Okay, Kent, let me start in here then. Oh, please do. Mm-hmm. The opening credits of Lethal Weapon? Maybe, it might have been Arbor Day because the, maybe everyone the, likes trees. What's the opening song? Uh, what's, the, what's the theme music that plays over the opening credits of Lethal Weapon? Let's get into music, shall Jingle we? Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock opens Lethal Weapon. And it's the nice blue and, gray, uh, blue and silver font, kind of an icy font over the scenes Ooh. of L.A., Die Hard, no opening credit music. I'm actually, I'm actually really glad you brought this up, Joel. Okay. Because I was ready for this one. Okay. <laughs> You're seeing this beautiful cityscape of L.A. and Jingle Bell Rock is playing. It goes right to this building. Yep. There's a woman of the night. That's what I'm going to say here. A woman of the night? A naked woman <laughs> of the night. <laughs> she wasn't a vampire. <laughs> she is. She's naked, remember. She's not naked. She's, just, she, she's wearing pants. She's topless. I watched the VidAngel version. <laughs> okay. And actually, that was my question because I wonder if it cut it out and made it more of a Christmas well, can movie. I? Because no, no, no. She is snorting cocaine. Which looks like snow. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I'll give you that. And if we're talking no, about no. snorting cocaine, that happens in Die Hard too, pal. Yeah. By the main character, Mel Gibson, because that happens in Lethal Weapon. No. And by a woman who jumps. He doesn't snort cocaine. He tastes it. Because te- he's a cop and he's like, oh, that's Wait, real. Character there's a, isn't there a topless woman like hanging out in the beginning of Die Hard too? Yes. You see her for like a second. But oh, come on! <laughs> no, 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 no. But here's the thing. What does I this think, have to do with Christmas? No, no. I know. Here's Why my is thing. This coming into it. Jingle Bell Rock is playing. This woman's no. Snorting. Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock ends, and then some more ominous music comes in when it when it goes to her drug. She's trip. snorting yeah. cocaine to this, and she jumps. And this is the opening scene with Jingle Bell Rock. It's so Christmassy, and jumps off to her death. Like what there's, kind there's of strange Christmas? Christmas and there are Christmas lights on each floor as she passes it. I actually thought it was kind of weird because. <laughs> whenever you uh, see a Christmas tree, someone is snorting or tasting cocaine, as you say. It was almost like in a Die Hard. It was like a in, in Hans, Lethal Weapon. Bubby, Bubby, that guy's the worst. He is the worst. He is the worst. 
But I almost had a Pavlov's dog sort of thing that like if I saw a Christmas tree, I all of a sudden like I, I wanted cocaine so bad because I was watching Legal Weapon. <laughs> And it, it, no, wow, okay. that's a quote right you there. You realize that both these movies deal with drugs, right? Like cocaine is a common theme between these two movies. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Cocaine use, theft, and drugs. Those are the themes behind this movie. these movies. They both have drugs in them, Ken. Yeah, there's drugs for a second by that in one fact, guy. There's more cocaine, one second. There's more cocaine in Lethal Weapon and more heroin, and it looks like snow. What do you got? We'll get there. Okay. We'll talk about what but it no, snows. Ken, no, but if you, you want to talk it about starts with gold, It starts with Jingle Bell Rock. Do you know what Die Hard has? Ode to Joy. That's it. A, a celebration song, a celebration song that is used in holidays mm. all the time, especially Christmas. No, I, 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 you don't hear "Ode to Joy" or no one plays "Ode to Joy." It's like that's a great Christmas song. No, if I may. So, "Lethal Weapon" has "Jingle Bell Rock," and actually, that was voted the most annoying and overrated Christmas song by me last year. Wait, uh, did you say "Lethal Weapon" or did you say "Die Hard"? "Lethal Weapon." Okay. "Deck the Halls" is also heard in "Lethal Weapon." Yep. And that is when the cops sing that as the they're way, walking around the That is the when uh, you hear that when Mel is drinking and contemplating suicide. So that's and a nice Christmas he, message. No, he, you're not even getting that right because I am. It's Bugs Bunny. It's a Bugs Bunny cartoon he's watching when he's contemplating yeah, yeah, suicide. But they are singing yeah. Deck the Halls. Yes. But on then, the Bugs Bunny cartoon. And he has a gun in his mouth. Okay, then, great Christmas movie. And then when, when Bugs Bunny says, Merry Christmas, Deck the Halls, and Riggs stops and he realizes the magic of Christmas has saved him. <laughs> Yes, I love that. That's one of your points. <laughs> and then also, but I'll give you this. It ends with I'll be home for Christmas, right? It does. Whereas Die Hard, if I may, since you just talked about all the well, music. Well, I was trying to help you out. I know, but uh, I already had that. So Ode to Joy <laughs> is Beethoven is not Christmassy. It's a common theme of the movie. It's a celebration song the, heard at Christmas all the time. It's not heard at Christmas all the okay. time. But Ode to Joy, instead of everything else, they finally get Let It Snow at the very end. But here's the thing. Let It Snow is not a Christmas song. It's a winter song. In fact, it was written in 19 July, 1945, during a heat wave <laughs> in <Joel> Hollywood. Yes. I know, right? By Sammy Kahn and Julie Stein, or Jewel Stein, and they wrote it because they were experiencing a heat wave and were thinking about cooler temperatures. Not about the holidays. If I may jump into Let It Snow, it actually fits the movie. It's not just shoehorned in just like every other Christmas theme in okay. Lethal Weapon. No, no, let me talk. No, no, because... Uh, let me talk. No, because Let what It I'm Snow makes sense. Why does it make sense? Because papers are falling papers for the last falling, 10 minutes of the movie. There is smoke and explosion everywhere. And when they drive away, it looks like it's snowing in L.A. No. Yeah, it does because it looks like a ticker tape parade. No, because I'll tell you what... And Let It Snow is playing. Like, that I actually is say, a, re- a really great filmmaking. No, it's not. How do you know? When was the last time you saw this? Today. Wait, when? <laughs> On the drive-in. On the drive. <laughs> no, but... And That's actually, funny because I watched both of these fully attentive Are you at sure you weren't home. looking out the window when you saw the snowing? Yeah, oh, I was looking at the windshield it. sometimes. No, but you actually missed Christmas in Hollis. That's too bad that you missed Christmas no, in Hollis. No, I got Christmas in Hollis right here. Right and also John McClane going up the elevator... Is he whistles Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. Yes, I know this, Ken. So that's they're trying that's three and a half Christmas songs to your three. No, but mine get full Christmas songs. What you get is a sampling of you don't get any opening okay. credit Christmas. Christmas in Hollis, hardly a classic. Whoa. Hardly Back a classic. Back away from that one. And then oh, you get a, a whistling. A whistling? Ken, you think whistling is creepy. I do think whistling is creepy, but I, it's John McClain, so nothing he does is creepy. Oh, come on. No, Only here's manly. the thing. Here's the, here's the thing. When my Christmas songs play, weird stuff doesn't happen. People aren't putting guns in their mouth or snorting coke and jumping off of a building. Hey, Ken. There's, there's whistling jingle bells pretty innocently I don't know if you know going this. to a Christmas Lethal party. Lethal Weapon takes a hard, fast look at depression during the holidays. <laughs> you don't understand that, obviously. What? You're going to throw that at me? Yes. <laughs> wow. Like, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow. I keep no. waiting for him to say the redemptive powers of Christmas. It is. John McClane gets saved by Bugs Bunny saying, Merry Christmas, deck the halls. Like these Christmas things and Jingle Bell Rock, you get a, the full song of Jingle Bell Rock before any weirdness happens. At the end, I'll be home for Christmas. Where's the weirdness in that? Where's the weirdness in that? It just doesn't make sense. It's I'll be home for Christmas because Riggs, uh, not, not Riggs, excuse me. Riggs, They're having dinner. Murtaugh, played by Danny Glover, gets to go home to his family and Riggs gets to go with him. That's what I'll be home for Christmas is because he was so worried that Riggs was going to get him killed and Riggs was worried he was going to die and kill himself. I'll be home for Christmas is poignant and beautiful and Christmassy and Christmas saved. Nope. Tacked on. No Gibson. Uh, point goes to Joel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're doing points now? Yeah, points. Yeah. <laughs> That's a um, ridiculous. Oh, oh points we did, no, I was going to say, we, uh, we didn't bring up the Shane Black thing. I was going to bring that up. So Shane Black, who directed, or sorry, wrote, wrote uh, Lethal Weapon, Weapon, but he also did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, The Nice Guys, and almost all his work seems to Those have a Christmas backdrop. Those four have Christmas elements. I think Iron Man 3 had like a giant bear 
like a present, and for some reason it was tacked on that it was Christmas season. And the explosions, the fireworks at the end, they say Merry Christmas. Oh, so stupid. Oh, my gosh. But you, you forgot about that, Ken. Did you well, forget about that? It's Iron Man 3, so... I'm just yes. saying, if, uh, well, I don't know Do if you his like memory's that 3? good. I don't know if his memory's that good. I think Do you like Iron Man 3? I remember it strike. being your favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> it's not my favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> you remember the fun fireworks at the end. What he does... I actually got reminded of that, like, just before the show... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good memory. But right honestly, there. that's so let me tell you guys, that's four movies he's directed and three of those feature Christmas and then Lethal Weapon. So he has and Lethal Weapon yeah. doesn't. Is that what you're saying? Okay, no, Lethal Weapon does. Thank you. He, doesn't um, he direct didn't direct Lethal it. Weapon. See, Kent doesn't really know. So movies. what he does, he wrote it. He didn't direct it. I don't know if you understand. So what that. he does is he tacks on this holiday, which we you, incorporate Christmas, and like we get warm feelings. And he's like, "Yeah, you like my movie because it's based around Christmas." You say tack on. I actually have a quote from Shane Black here, if I may, mm, as to the reason why he puts Christmas in his movie. He says, "It tends to be a touchstone for me." Christmas represents a little stutter, a little stutter in the march of days, a hush in which we have a chance to assess and retrospect our lives. I tend to think that it is also, oh, oh, excuse me, I, I got to back up here. I tend to think also that it just informs as a backdrop. I, f- I also think that Christmas is just a thing of beauty, especially as it applies to places like Los Angeles, where it's not so obvious and you have to dig for it like little nuggets. Did you know he wrote your beloved Munster Squad? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm looking Is that based up. around Christmas too? I, I, I know. J- it's not, Jacob, but. I'm actually glad you brought that up. Yeah? Yeah, just because I think you're a good moderator and I appreciate everything you do. Oh, okay. You're not going to kick him in the nards? going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but don't you think that's. Look, Shane Black, he writes dialogue very well. We can agree on that. But why Christmas? Like, I honestly. Because, even though. No, because he says. Yeah, people feel good. It's a change of pace. It is. But what it is, it's lazy because it doesn't help the characters at all. No, 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 no. You obviously didn't watch Die Hard or Light Lethal Weapon or Die Hard. I did actually because... Oh, no, you have a point. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Well, I was just going to bring up the fact that, uh, Kent, your cast. Tell me about the cast of uh, Die Hard. Bruce Willis. Yeah, of course. Okay. In his breakout any Any Christmas connection is what I'm looking for here. What? I didn't do Joel research. What are you talking about? Because do you know who plays Murtaugh's wife? Let me give you a hint, Kent. Oh, man. <laughs> do you recognize this song, Kent? It was my number one on our Christmas song. No, show. I don't remember it because I don't, I don't really enjoy it. Here we go. You hear that dulcet tones right there in this Christmas classic? Isn't that weird that, that you know who, wait, the Kent, Danny Glover's daughter is, has a crush on Mel Gibson in this movie? That's not the point, Kent. The point is, Murtaugh's wife, played by Darlene Love, this singer. Do you know what I like about this song? The voice of Christmas, baby. Joel, do you know what I like about this song? Off the Phil Spector Christmas album. This song is on Love Actually, starring Alan Rickman. Oh, that's such a good movie. It's one of the best so Christmas this, movies. The song starring my actress is... You're using that for your argument? Well, you, you said, ask, what about the cast in Christmas? Alan Rickman in one of the best Christmas movies of all time. And Harry Potter as well. Very Christmassy movies. And those movies. were very Christmassy movies. They were. Yeah. Not this one. Are you serious? <laughs> You're really saying Die Hard is not Christmassy. I'm Anyways. saying it's more Christmassy. <laughs> also, um, so I just, I, I, Jacob, I want to point this out to you, okay? okay? So I just said, one of the main characters is played by one of the greatest Christmas singers of all time. The voice of the She's holiday. She's in the movie for about six minutes. Do you no, know who's no, in the movie no, more? No. Hold on. Do you know who's I, in the movie still, more? I'm still talking to Jacob. I'm not talking to you. Who, what character was it? Riggs' wife? Is it's that, Riggs' wife. And Riggs' she, dead wife? No, no. no <laughs> Mur- oh, Murtaugh's wife. Murtaugh's wife. Bad memory, Murtaugh. apparently. Dad, Danny Glover's wife. Okay. And they have a whole... like. She's in the movie more than six minutes. Come on. She's a no, prominent six minutes. figure. No, no, no. She's a prominent The daughter's figure. a way bigger figure. I did the research, Kent. She's in it for 74 minutes. So, okay. <laughs> but no, I bring up the point that the, one of the greatest Christmas singers of all time, singing one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time is a I don't main even know her name. Darlene I know that Love. song. I don't even know her name. I watch her every single Christmas. Hardly. She, no, no, no. I'm not kidding. No, he means at her house. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting a bit weird. No, I'm not kidding. When, uh, when David Letterman was on the air, every year they'd, they'd throw the football, knock the meatball off the tree, and then Darlene Love would, Darlene Love would come out and sing Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. That was actually, we would always watch that together as a family, and she did it for... 20, 30 years on the show. Like that was Christmas. And her, she, and shame on you for not knowing her name because Darlene Love is a household name. Did you just shame me? I did. You Darlene did. Love shamed is a, you. And hey. so I bring up that and Kent goes, well, her song was in my movie. Well, you did ask about my cast. So Alan And it Rickman wasn't even her movie. He's in Love Actually. No, wait, I, I can I ask, out. can I speak? Hey, that was, uh, you didn't even say it was Danny my Danny Glover. You said, you hey, better, that was in. take this thing, Kent. That was in a movie <laughs> that an actor in my movie played in another movie. Okay. Can That's I, your argument. Can I actually lay this down? 
<laughs> Let me sing Christmas in Hollis real quick. Do it. Who's in the movie? Do it. Who's the main? Sing Christmas in Hollis. Who's the main lead with Danny Glover? That would be Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Did oh, get, don't even. Get, yeah, don't <laughs> I just won. Do I even need to continue? Because that's not on the screen. If we're bringing personal lives of people in here, apparently Kent, I've been watching for 20, 30 years on the David Letterman show. No, Darlene Love. <laughs> I love Darlene Love. Darlene Love is hey, a holiday classic. My family classic. sat around. We wore Kent. pajamas. No, Mel Gibson. Don't cut me off here. What was his problem? Who, what, kind of anger? Did, what kind of people did he have a problem with? Anger. He had a problem with anger and drinking. Oh, I remember it was Jews. Who is a Jew? Wait, if he does Jesus. No, no, no. If he does <laughs> Who like was the- born on Christmas Day? Jesus. Who doesn't celebrate Christmas? Jews, Kent. Oh, who hates Jews all of a sudden? No, wow. don't even try oh to turn that back around. <laughs> you know, I have a little chip on my shoulder. But no, Mel, if you're saying my cast has this, this, this third lead Hold in on, my I'm movie. Hold on, I'm going to Google what all the cast members did once? 20 years after this movie, after Die Hard, and see what's going on. Go for it. Bruce oh, Willis. Look, Bonnie's a raging racist. <laughs> I don't know. I would actually love if you found that in my <laughs> Die Hard wiki. I really do not know where either of you guys are going with this. <laughs> I don't know. Ken's, Ken's basically circling the drain. You asked no about argument. my cast, and I'm calling you on your cast. No, I'm saying my I, cast. Look, I like Mel Gibson, but you can't say that he didn't go on a crazy okay, about Okay, so Jews. you're saying if, you're, if, if Joel's bringing cast into it by saying... If he's saying, saying it's so Christmassy... She's, she no, represents saying, Christmas because she sings it, even though she's not taking any Christmas role in the movie, but she recommend, she represents Christmas, so that makes it stronger. her in a Christmas movie intentionally so. That's what you're saying. I'm saying... Because you haven't said that argument. When did she this, sing, this yeah, is you a said, when did she sing that song? No, she doesn't sing the song, but it's like casting someone that's known for something in a Christmassy role... Like that's she's the voice of Christmas. Like, oh, darling, love Christmas. You think it when you see her. And so Kent's argument is that Mel Gibson. They cast him knowing that he hates Christmas because yeah, no, he that's hates not my Jews. argument they, at all. They cast him knowing that thirty years later he'd get drunk and make a mistake. <laughs> my argument is you asked about the cast. And I said, Hollywood loves Mel Gibson again. Why can't you? I, I do love him. No, do you they, don't. Do they love not. him again? Apparently, like the Hacksaw Ridge is getting a lot Hacksaw of Ridge was pretty good. A lot of positive feedback. Oh yeah, I saw it with you. Point is that Kent's argument really doesn't make a lot of sense because he's basically saying it's so complicated. Why is it an argument? Why is, okay, yours is a better Christmas movie. They have Christmas trees in your movie. They have Darlene Love in the movie. Kent. Big deal. When, does, you take Christmas out, you put yours in. What does casting Winona Ryder in an 80s-themed TV show do? It makes you think of the 80s because she's so iconic 80s. No, you add references from the 80s nonstop, like Family but Guy. Her Kent doesn't there. know what show you're referencing right now. I'm referencing Stranger it's, Things. It's too popular for him. Yeah. What? What, what show is that? So Stranger Things, they cast Winona Ryder because she's a known 80s name, and they put her in there. It's like, oh, that's funny. She's part of this 80s world. It's the same with Darlene Love. They cast Darlene Love as this, in this Christmas movie. Casting her in that movie is basically like putting a Christmas tree in the background. Because they knew that people seeing her would think Christmas. Are you objectifying her? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? All right, let's go on to next points. I yeah. think it's all background noise with the lethal weapon. There, you probably a, got a strong point in those notes somewhere. No, Ken, I think say, I would go Ken to says, I want, I want to argue one Whoa, more thing. Whoa, are you serious? How many, how many Christmas trees are in Die Hard? You know. Maybe one. The big are one, you the, kidding me? The big, one, the big one in Nakatomi Plaza. Is this really a point? Kent, I counted. There, it, oh, he's going to count Christmas trees, Kent. Kent, I, you know I he counted. did. You there know are did. more bonsai trees than Christmas trees in Nakatomi Plaza. How many times do they say Christmas in Lethal Weapon? I don't want to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know why? No, I'll answer this question. They say they, they say Christmas nine times in Lethal Weapon. They, they do say not it, say it nine they times. Do. They do. I looked, I looked up the screenplay and I counted nine times. Oh, the one time Danny you know Glover said, Merry Christmas, Riggs. Go kill yourself. Yay for Christmas messages. Now, Ken, how many times do they say it in Die Hard? 13. I, I counted 13. We got very different numbers. What'd you get? In the 30s. Th- oh, okay. Yes, 30s. I looked up the screenplays. But, you know, I was thing. driving while watching the last Do you want to know why hour. they say Christmas so much in Die Hard? Because they're saying party with it, right? Because you forget it's a Christmas movie and they have to keep Are reminding you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> to keep this is the biggest smear against Die Hard I've ever heard. I hope people are upset with you because you're basically saying it's not a Christmas movie. You are lying through your teeth. it's a lesser Christmas movie. Because well, Die lesser. Hard, Die Hard is constant Christmas. Constant. Thank you. Thank it's, you. Uh, no, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew this, I knew I was going to do You're that. Right. I've been Thank trying you. so hard to mix them up. No, Lethal Weapon is constant Christmas. It's not. not. Plaza shows one building. You're right. That one climax cri- in the desert, that just rang out Christmas for me. Okay, Kent, how many floors have Christmas in them? How many floors? In Nakatomi Plaza. What? Out of the 30 the floors. The one that they're having the party in. One. This is ridiculous. So Are we going ratio by floors? In Lethal Weapon, you see the Murtaugh's house. We have Joel house. facts here. 
in Lethal Weapon, you have the Murtaugh's house all decked out for Christmas. You have the neighborhood all decked out for Christmas. You have window dressing. You have a holiday office party where the guy's going to jump. You have the Christmas party where the girl's doing cocaine that looks like snow. Kills um, you, herself. You um, have, I mean, there are Christmas suicide, decorations in, suicide, the, in cocaine. the police station. You have all the Christmas decorations. Oh, Merry Christmas. Kent. Have some Christmas cocaine. Christmas is ever present in Lethal Weapon. And I challenge any of you, the listener out I there, to watch Lethal Weapon. And notice how much Christmas is around. There's a whole fight in a Christmas tree like place, right? Or like where they're selling the, the Christmas well, no, the, first, the first time you see, well, not the first time you see Riggs. You get introduced to Riggs' character a- after a little bit more. he tastes the cocaine. He says, "No, no, I'm no. a cop," and they're like, "Yeah, right, you're not a way, cop." And then so they they have a little shootout in the, in, the in the Christmas, Christmas tree, tree village lot. or whatever it is. It's a Christmas tree lot. You know what's funny about that, by the way? Mm-hmm. So I watched these growing up like a ton, and I had the TV version. And the TV version, he's like, that badge ain't real. You ain't real. And then he goes, you think I'm crazy? He does the Three Stooges thing. He says, that's a real badge. I'm a real cop. And this is a real firing gun. That's what it said in the TV version. Okay. VidAngel muted it. And I went, oh, he didn't say firing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real firing gun. It's a real firing gun. Wait, it's loaded. The um, most Christmassy part of Lethal Weapon for me, and this has actually made me really sad, is when uh, the father of the woman of the night who, who killed herself. <laughs> he was standing eggnog. there. He was giving, he was drinking eggnog, <laughs> giving way too much information to Danny Glover's Murtaugh. Yep. And then he, a sniper from a helicopter from the movie, Gary Iron Busey. Man three. Gary was Busey. A, oh, it was. It is Gary Busey. It is Joshua. Gary yeah. Busey. Mr. Joshua. Shot him through the heart. And then the, the eggnog had a hole in it. Spilling eggnog. <laughs> spilling eggnog. And I love eggnog. <laughs> He's holding a <laughs> card so, from him and all of a sudden it spills a leak. And actually, wasn't that, didn't that seem like Iron Man three? Kind of just rip that right. I don't from. remember Iron Man three enough to remember. <laughs> yeah, right. You um, stop that. <laughs> but no, Ken, the Nakatomi Christmas party and the Christmas decorations feel empty. Like it feels just open and empty, and like I've, they put up a prop of a tree. Joel, have you been to an office Christmas party? Yes. And then I've I went to the Murtaugh's home, and the stockings were hung by the chimney with care. <laughs> they had a Christmas tree. They had decorations everywhere. They had lights. It was so. Can you tell cozy me the in day in December that they actually had throughout the movie? Yes. That it was actually... It's about four days leading up to Christmas. Are you sure? Yes. Did it ever say that? Because I actually looked for that. Oh, well, you know, you have to be smart to see it. But it leads up and the ending is on Christmas. It leads up to Christmas. Nakatomi Plaza? Are you sure? Yeah, because that's when they have the Christmas dinner. And you keep saying Nakatomi Plaza. Are you, are you coming back to my movie no, and that, saying... No, yeah, I was saying Nakatomi Plaza. It's a couple hours of Christmas. This You get like the whole week practically before Christmas. A couple hours of Christmas. It's a Christmas party. Yeah. Do you want it to go four days? It, okay, it's a Christmas party for These about... These are the weirdest arguments. It's a Christmas party for about 20 minutes of the movie, and then it's a hostage situation. It's because terrorists come to take over the Christmas. Exactly. I love how you keep Weird saying... Weird things happen whenever they have Christmas at Nakatomi Plaza. Joel, you keep saying Christmas party because... Because that's what is, it is. That is what's in the movie. But Christmas I could just say office party. party. Yeah, could. you tried to with Arbor Day, but then you proved yourself wrong by calling a Christmas party no, at every chance No, because I knew that get. if I say office party, you'd be like, Christmas party? Christmas party? All right, that's oh, what I'm Christmas saying right now. Party. Hopefully this isn't notes for the later, but I have a question. Yes. You guys referenced the sequels earlier, right? Yeah. How many of the sequels take place during Christmas? I did not do that research, to be honest. You guys know offhand? Die. Uh, by the way, I hate the title Die Harder, but Die Hard 2. Oh, it's so <laughs> Die bad. Harder. Die like Lethal Weapon at least has is, the common is once again, just say one, two, three, four. It's the next year. It's Christmas Eve again. Yeah. Is but it we're Christmas not, again? But we're not talking about the franchise. We're talking about these movies. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Oh, come on. Just, uh, yeah, I'm, no, it's not that I'm right. It's the fact that you didn't do research on this. I'm Honestly, really, really no, surprised. No, no, I'm surprised too. Did Shane Black Because I've been a little else? busy this week. <laughs> Does Shane Why? Black keep writing these? <laughs> huh? Does Shane Black keep writing or did he stop? No. He, I think he just did the one. Yeah. Well, that's why nothing else is Christmas. Probably so. Um, but no, honestly, Kent, I, I have this as a note because you brought up the girl at the beginning. Um, the, they have a Christmas tree and they have Christmas lights in that room where she's, there's a reflection of the pills yes, and the exactly. lights and all that. Can we, can we both agree that that was a cool image that they had the Christmas tree reflecting on the table where she was snorting lines. Yeah. And you know what's funny about this? Like I said, I watched Drug this. Use? I watched That's this not a, funny to me. No, I watched this a lot as a kid. Hilarious. <laughs> I watched this a lot as a kid. Yeah. And then as I was watching it just this week, I went, why did my parents let me watch so, this? So tell me this. I mean, I'm sure I watched them both on TV back in the day, yes. but I don't re- remember that at all. Right. What was cut out? Cut out? I mean, obviously. No, honestly, like what they, with that, they, I mean, they show her kind of laying next to the drugs. You don't mm-hmm. actually see her take any of them. And then whenever it shows her, it's always when the shirt is covering her and things like that. That's really all you see. And then she, she dives on the car and apparently she did the fall. Their actress really did the fall. And like had, they had her land on an airbag that was painted to oh, look like the street. Alan so. Rickman did his fall as well. Yeah. And I love that fact. Really? Uh, this is one of those stupid little facts that I love about movies. But with Alan Rickman, they wanted a reaction 
of him falling. Mm-hmm. And so they counted to three, but they released it on two. And so his surprised face is real when he starts getting that look on his face because he doesn't expect the Did fall. you know that was his first main role, like first movie role yeah. as well? And it, it's great. Like, I love Alan Rickman in that role. Right. That is great. Oh, he's one of the best movie villains. You know what's sad, actually? What? I'm watching, and this maybe leads into my next point, but I want to say this first. Danny Glover, they keep saying, you know, it's his 50th birthday. And they're like, it's your 50th birthday. You're almost retired or whatever. Do you know how old he was when he filmed that movie? 40. Well, yeah, he's 39. Yeah. He was 39? He was not yeah. even 40 yet. And it, well, and Riggs <laughs> was and they playing. And they keep like, hey, old man, you're 50. And I'm like, yeah, but he's not. He's still, he's like my age pretty much. Yeah. Riggs was actually so playing much old. older than himself too. But uh, how no, old was Mel Gibson at the time? I think, I don't remember exactly. Remember this was this 30 years right ago. Mad Max. Too, right. So. Oh, right, right. Yeah, uh, so after he, the first one or the first couple? After the third one, I think. Oh, okay. I think. So he'd I, already kind of. I'd have to himself. go into the look more of that. Because, yeah, I, was, I wasn't, I honestly, when I did this research, I was avoiding a lot of those little facts. I was trying not to do research. I was trying to focus only on Christmas. Okay. But no, seriously. I mean, by, both these movies are so much fun that like. They are. And I, you want to do. Fun facts about I want to say that the, doing the research for this, I watched Lethal Weapon the first night. I watched Die Hard the second night. I'm like, this is a great week. And then I watched The Family Stone and I wanted to die. <laughs> but that's beside the Let's point. Let's all agree The Family Stone is terrible. Okay, done. We can agree on that. Um, the soundtrack, by the way, of Die Hard, as we mentioned, was the Ode to Joy, which they have in the background the whole time. Lethal Weapon, do you know what the soundtrack is? Uh, no idea. Jazzy saxophone. You remember that? Like kind of that's the Murtaugh theme. Oh, I actually, I do remember the synthes- synthesizers in the saxophones. <laughs> yes. Right. But, I mean, I'm not wrong there. It kind no, of, no, that, it, it's felt the like, 80s. it felt like LA law a little bit. It's the eighties, but I tell you what, saxophone was one of those popular Christmas, Christ, Christmas instruments right after, <laughs> right after jingle bells. <laughs> saxophone? saxophone. Saxophone in Christmas baby. Please, please come home. It has a whole solo. <laughs> that's the weirdest fact. You really dug for that one. Didn't you? <laughs> So I want to get back to this real quick. Can't believe you okay. even used that. <laughs> this movie is not about Christmas. Die this Hard? movie, Lethal Weapon, is not about Christmas. No, you said this movie. The movie you were talking about, so you're saying Die Lethal Hard. Weapon is not about Christmas. It is about Murtaugh's 50th birthday. Which they say to- happy birthday more times than they say Merry Christmas. Mm. They do. No, you might be right, because at the beginning, everyone's congratulating on his birthday. Um, so, for example, like... Uh, like 10 minutes in, they're like, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Like, say it four times. Mel Gibson says, I'll buy you a present for your birthday. He never Christmas mentions. Wasn't it wasn't him. But then he gives he never, him. He never mentions Christmas. he gives him a Christmas present. What's his Christmas end? present? You want to get bring that, his, that Bring his dog over? No. At the very end, he gives him a bullet wrapped oh, he in gives a bow. <laughs> because he's like, I don't need this anymore. Christmas has healed me. I think that's the line. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you, Chris? Now, Ken, you got after me. You got after me a lot because you say that Riggs is suicidal, right? Do you know who else is I don't suicidal? Wanna, I don't want to go here. Joel. Do you know who else is? I don't want to go here. George Bailey. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> George Bailey was suicidal, Kent, and that is one of the most classic Christmas. You're right. Movies that of all is time. such a better Christmas movie because it's actually a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, uh, I'll agree. It's a better to, Christmas way movie. Way to borrow from that trope, if you want. But I'm saying that this is a common theme. They just pulled back that George Bailey thing and said, "How can we modernize this?" And they made it into Riggs being suicidal about leaving uh, his wife being gone for the holidays. She was dead. But I meant. Oh my god! I was, I was actually making it soft for all the children listeners, Kent. How did she die, Kent? It was an accident. Yeah, sure. It was, it was a car accident. That's what it said in there. But yeah, yeah. See, I mean, George Bailey is is a great Christmas character. But you know who's a better Christmas character? Who? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. John McClane is Santa Claus. No. Yes, he may wear a wife beater. <laughs> Yes, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Can you do this with a straight face? <laughs> no. He's not He's not wearing shoes. I mean, Santa has, you know, shiny black boots. Wait, Santa wears shoes. No, I'm saying John McClane doesn't wear shoes. He wears wife beater. He may not look like Santa Claus. Okay. But he delivers presents to those who need them. He and delivers those, death. Those who deserve them. Bullets for the bad guys. And freedom for those who are nice on the list. You sure he's not Krampus? Kent. He may be Krampus. Can I ask you a question? You may. Which movie has the higher body count? I actually don't know. Die Hard. I was going to say John McClane kills more people than Riggs. Because Riggs is kind of bloodthirsty. Remember the whole scene in the desert when, you know, he's he's sniping people off? But, you know, John McClane strangles a guy with his bare hands, shoots another guy in the crotch from under a table. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a really cool part. That's a really cool part. <laughs> Maybe we should be like a PG-11 He kills, a, he kills a guy's brother and then taunts the guy for killing his brother. Yeah. Not exactly Santa stuff here. But he, it's, it's all about family. 
<laughs> the, the Murtaugh's. Yes. Uh, Danny Glover's family. That's what it's all about when his daughter gets kidnapped. Um, and he loves his partner. No, but like, I mean, the cops, they're walking around the office singing Silent Night, organizing a choir in uh, Lethal Weapon. No one's feeling the Christmas spirit in Die Hard. They're there at the party. No one's happy to be there. They're mostly concerned Have about... Have you been to an office Christmas party? <laughs> Taken over by terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> With a pregnant woman okay. who needs a couch. And also, can I... Uh, once I want to say one more thing. Well, not one more thing. I'm going to say a lot more things, depending on time. I don't want to frustrate the listener. Mm-hmm. But you know who's another great Christmas character? You're going to talk about Jews again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bring up that argument. <laughs> Jesus. That's his next qu- that's his next word. Another great Christmas character? <laughs> Joel has a point. No, I just I realized I could have brought something earlier. Is the Grinch. The Grinch is a great character. Hans Gruber. Oh, don't even. Is the Grinch. Uh, and let me explain a little bit. No. <laughs> so the Grinch Wants to steal all the presents from, from everyone, but especially the children in Whoville, right? You're saying the stock options are the presents in Whoville? The bonds, which support school systems, $640 million worth. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> he is stealing Christmas from the children. He is the Grinch. And also, can I give a Joel fact? Because when I found Please. this, I was really, really excited. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> this is so dumb. Alan Rickman's name, as we said, Hans Gruber, is one of the most recognizable villains in film history. Right. Hans Gruber... Sounds a lot like Don't Franz Gruber. No. Franz Gruber is the man who composed Silent Night. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's a Joel fact. Isn't that a Joel? That's totally a Joel fact. Bravo. Thank you. Thank Bravo. you. Bravo. I love that. I'm like, are, are, you, are you serious? That's good stuff. Uh, another thing. Uh, sorry. We're just throwing out random points at this point. I, yeah. I talked too long. Well, ahead, okay. Can I, can I rebut yeah, one of your things? Do, please do. So you said what makes a good Christmas movie. Yeah. And you said what? I don't Santa? even remember anymore. Remember you said that? You said a good Christmas movie has Santa in it, right? I said Santa's a great character. In a Christmas movie. No, I said Santa's a great Christmas character. He's an iconic Christmas character. And he's not in your movie. He is. He's in mine. There is literally a man dressed as Santa Claus when the jumper's on the building, on top of the roof. In the crowd, Santa Claus is standing there watching, as, and he's standing next to Murtaugh. And Riggs oh. greets the greeter, hey, yeah. Merry Christmas. And he talks about how... Yeah, you know, during this silly time of year, everyone, you know, kind of gets down on themselves. He, he discusses Christmas with him as Santa is watching. Santa is literally in my movie and not in yours. Oh, Santa's in my movie, too. Did I not explain this? After John McClane kills one of the goons. Oh, don't even. He puts a Santa hat on him because there's a Santa doll. He takes the Santa hat, puts it on him. Now I got machine guns. Ho, ho, ho. Because you know. he proceeds to get, oh, no, no. He proceeds to get into the ventilation shaft really tight, really tight. Throws a detonator down the elevator shaft. Right. Kind of like a chimney chute. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, almost exactly. So I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm just about, backing up my Santa I'd like, like to bring up a point here. If you put my Santa and his Santa in malls in America, one of them would get calls. <laughs> To the police. Because there's no beard. He doesn't have a beard. He just has a hat and writing on his sweater. He might be dead. There's no Santa beard. <laughs> he is dead. Yeah, I think there's that no should be Santa your opening Claus. with that, Joel, is that he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> I thought you said he was dead. Well, I mean, but he's more festive, right? He says, ho, ho, ho. Do you ho. have any quotes from Lethal Weapon about Christmas? Oh, a bunch. Like, the remarks like that will not get you invited to Christmas dinner. And then when they greet him, when the rig greets the jumper with Merry Christmas... They talk about the silly holiday. They have another line when they enter. It's like, hey, yeah, come in and Merry Christmas and things like that when they get in the house. So kind of weak. So then, no, tell me about the lines in Die Hard where they have to remind people they're watching a Christmas movie. You're making, uh, remind people it is the movie. That's what I'm saying. It's apparent. That's it's a not, weird quote. No, it's apparent. It's not the background Christmas trees or Santa as an extra hiding out. It's a out. moment, okay. not the season. You're making me feel like Ebenezer Scrooge. Christmas Carol. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> and also, there's a conver- conversation between uh, Hans Gruber, uh, who's related to the composer of Silent Night, mm-hmm. and what's the guy's name? The the scummy guy that we don't like. The oh, office jerk. What is his name? I'm but they have a conversation that. where Hans Gruber says, in his weird English, German voice, but he says, what do you want? And then the, the jerky guy says, it's not what I want, but what I can give you. Christmas is about giving. It's the season of giving. And that was a pretty silly one, but let me continue. Uh, Ellis. Oh, Ellis. That's his name. It's Ellis. That's his name. So the terrorists are freaking out. Gruber's trying to calm him down, and he says, it's Christmas, Theo. It's the time for miracles. He's right. Mm -hmm. Hans Gruber is right. It is the time for miracles. You know, the miracle that Hans was referring to didn't happen. You realize that, right? He says, it's, it's Christmas. He says, it's Christmas, Theo. I believe in miracles. And then the miracle doesn't happen. What kind of Christmas message is that? They're bad guys, Joel. 
they get what they deserve. Like I said, John mm-hmm. McClane DeSanta, who delivers the coal or bullet holes <laughs> for those who are naughty. Also, who throws who throws a Christmas party on the afternoon of Christmas right? Eve and take their families away? That really bothered me, actually, when I watched this. I was like, why would they like, do that? That boss kind of deserved to get it. Oh! <laughs> Wasn't that weird? Um, I do want to point out, too, and this is just one of those things. That, you know, we talked about the Austin's party being so late, and I thought that was weird. Mm-hmm. But then there's a line, and this, this isn't even an argument against Christmassy or not. But the mom, is when she's talking to the kid, she says, you'll be in bed when I get there. And I was like, on Christmas Eve? What, what an awful... And in fact, I, I was going to say, the Nakatomi Corporation is a greedy corporation. Not very Christmassy. But it just... It, it, there's just little things like that where I picked up. I'm like, this is kind of weird that they're having an office party so late that the mom is saying she won't be there. Like, I, I didn't pick up on those things when I was younger. But looking at it from a Christmas perspective, I was like, wait a so minute. So if, if I'm going to take a leap here, which is half of this show... Hans Gruber and his gang, well, most of his gang, are from West Germany, which I was surprised. I thought they'd be from East Germany. In West Germany, born and raised. <laughs> in West Germany, born and raised. In the gulag where I spent most of my days. Of the pecan <laughs> is where I spent most of my days. <laughs> and so, oh, man, I had it on my phone. They're part of this organization, which is a militant organization, which is a red party anti-capitalist organization. Don't even. I'm going here because no. this is my leap. <laughs> And so, and as we know, in the I 80s... I feel like I should have the harder argument making more ridiculous arguments, but he's making all the ridiculous arguments. It's kind of fun. It is fun. <laughs> but obviously, so basically, this is uh, communism versus capitalism, and obviously the capitalists win because it's a Christmas movie, and Santa, <clears throat> he wins the day. Oh, come on. Against the communist Germans. <laughs> I love how that's like the easiest villain uh, set to. But it was also kind of weird in Lethal Weapon. I'm like... They're former former special uh, ops members. Like right. they're they're all U.S. military. I'm like that's kind of how many crummy. kids? How many kids are in Die Hard, Kent? Two, because it's it's a movie about. Do you want to know how many kids are in Lethal Weapon? At least seven. At least seven. At least seven, because they have the family, and then they have the kids who are around when Dixie's house blows up. <laughs> And what is Christmas without children, Kent? That's when the kids are like, you're going to rest. Uh, you're going to bust Dixie. Yeah. You're going to bust Dixie. Great. That Don't is- tell him your name, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many good lines from that. So guys, um, now that you've gotten warmed up, I was hoping you guys could. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, my, my, one of my biggest arguments, this is the one I've kind of, I've been trying to make, but Kent keeps interrupting me, is that Die Hard. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> die Hard. So anyways, Die Hard is. Lethal li- Weapon. <laughs> die Hard is limited to one location's Christmas party. In Lethal Weapon, we get to see a whole ce- city celebrate in various ways. In fact, there's a scene when How Riggs- are they celebrating in a traffic jam? How are you celebrating in the desert in a hostage crisis? No, no the desert is the one part when I went, wow, there's nothing Christmassy in this scene. That was the one scene. Half the movie, Instead of driving every around a other car. floor at the Nakatomi Plaza. Where what they're is, in, the, the ratio argument is the glass. super weird. The Christmas thing glass? Because let me tell you something, Kent. <laughs> when Hans shoots all the glass, guess what's on it? Guess what's on, written on the, on the, on the glass? Now no, I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, no, ho. there's nothing on the glass. It's just there to shatter. Riggs gets shot in the chest with a shotgun and flies through a window pane that has Christmas. Merry Christmas. Here's some cocaine and suicide <laughs> and getting shot in the chest. Is that, is that Lethal Weapon or is that It's a Wonderful Life? That's <laughs> <laughs> but Riggs actually goes through a window display that has Christmas decorations all over. It's, a, it's like a, uh, one of those uh, painted, one, painted windows and it's all Christmassy. He goes through that. So in glass alone, Lethal Weapon wins. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, you're right. Glass alone. There's some great one-liners from this show. Riggs and Murtaugh, they make their, their their final plan of attack by the light of a Christmas tree. And then they put the note for Gary Busey on that same tree that says, By the way, Sorry, how, did, how did they beat him there? There's no way they would have beat him there, but that's, it's movie that's magic. beyond the point. It's movie how, magic, right? How, how did John McClane survive jumping off a building with nothing but a fire hose tied around he his He prayed and he says, please don't let me die. <laughs> no. saved him. I did find out the lethal weapon had less F-bombs than Die Hard, just as a side yeah. note. But yeah, that's not about Christmas. It's probably for the best. <laughs> die Hard is all about family. <clears throat> lethal Weapon, no, no. Lethal Weapon has great family stuff because it shows a family. It has a whole, it has both the Murtaugh family and Riggs being adopted in that family and family matters. He's not being adopted. Okay. No, what? Riggs gets adopted in the family. He comes over to Christmas dinner, becomes part no, of the family. You know what's weird about their family is they all circle around their dad as he's in the bathtub on that his 50th birthday. Weird. That was so freaking weird. <laughs> that was weird. I still think, like I was watching it going, that's never going to happen in my house. No one wants that kind of family. No. Right. <laughs> but I think Die Hard is all about family because it really is. So John McClane comes to his senses he lets his wife, and this is the end, lets his wife know that he still loves her and he's sorry for being a grouch all the time. He's sorry for being a Scrooge. And um, it works because at the end of the movie, they reconcile. 
Mm-hmm. So wait, wait, wait. Is he Scrooge or is he Santa? He's everyone. He's every <laughs> every iconic. <laughs> He's every Santa. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, near the end, because this is the this is his change. Because I think uh, the I think Riggs goes through a great change. Yeah. In Lee the Weapon, and like I think George Ma- Bailey. I think <laughs> I think McLean does as well. So what McLean does is he he shows up and he's kind of apathetic about the whole thing and he's like, corporate world's not my world. She changed her last name. That's not really okay. I don't really want to deal with this family. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't even want to see the kids. But then going through this crisis, he tells Reginald Vell Johnson, and this is where I want to hear your story right after this, Joel. It's not a great story. Okay. But he says, he tells him that Holly, her name is Holly. <laughs> Holly. Okay. Just let's just think about that. She's the best thing that ever happened to a bum like me. He loves her again. And he's ready to make it work. So are you saying he loves his wife or he loves leafy greens? <laughs> well, it's, well, it is an Arbor Day, Arbor Day office party. <laughs> and then also there is family because the way the brother uh, reacts after he learns that McLean killed his, his brother. I mean, this is really centered around family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about family? Riggs' daughter gets kidnapped and him. Or, dang, I did it again. Murtaugh. Murtaugh's daughter gets kidnapped and Riggs and Murtaugh go to find her to save her. To save her for Christmas, Kent. That's what it's all about. That's why just for Christmas. Home. To get her Not back because home you'd save Christmas. a daughter for any other reason. If it was Arbor Day, you probably wouldn't. But you know what else? You know save what else, the trees. Do you know what else Like the Weapon has? Tell that, me the original Bill Johnson story. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. Okay, so the, the point is, is that my wife, uh, well, the, I'm just going to say this. Reginald Val Johnson is kind of a creeper in real life. I'm sorry to shatter your family matters perception of him and who he is. Wait, what? But my wife worked for a company, a catering company. And they were filming, and uh, a couple of the people from the catering company were taken over to do craft services for the film, which is like the, the food. And they were underage kids. Like, these are kids in high school. And he would ask them, how can I put this, to uh, acquire inappropriate material for him. He told mm. them to go get magazines and things for him and bring it back to him. And was actually quite crude and quite, quite crass in asking for it. And when the guys came back and told everyone about this, everyone was just heartbroken. Oh, that's great. too bad. Yeah. I know. It's kind of sad. but Because, uh, yeah. yeah, apparently, like, you know, the whole story with him hating uh, Jaleel White, <laughs> because basically the show became about Urkel and not yeah. about Carl and his family. Yeah. And that's yeah. why you can't bring actors' backstory into this, Kent. Yeah, I'm not really going to go there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, also, another, another Christmas, uh, there's Christmas humor in Lethal Weapon. When uh, Mel Gibson says, and I actually, I was worried this was actually an edit from the TV one, but it wasn't. It was in the regular version. When Mel, when Mel Gibson, Riggs, saves Danny Glover, Murtaugh, he says, what did the one shepherd say to the other shepherd? Let's get the flock out of here. Yeah. What, what was that? Shepherds. I, I mean, I, I like it. I like it. I, get, I, I like dad jokes. I actually kind of went, <laughs> it's totally a dad it's, joke. But watching it as an adult, I kind of went, that doesn't fit in at all. Like, yeah. why would he do that at this point? Why and would I, he tell the joke? But I think Especially when the line before was, well, Merry Christmas, go kill yourself. Yeah. Well, Shane Black apparently wrote a really dark version of the script, and uh, someone else came in and punched it up with humor. Okay. Whoa, and, really? So yeah. he wasn't a big humor guy, because he is now. Well, and that's the thing. Like, when I, there's actually his original script is out there, and it's much darker. I was actually surprised by how did, dark. Did you review it? Do you know how much darker or what? It, it just it's not. It's definitely a different ending, and it has a different opening. And there's a couple things in there that change different. But the it's, opening was darker. That's what yes. I'm trying to figure out. It, it involved, this is a pretty dark movie, really. Yeah, it was, yeah. I was actually surprised by that. In yeah. fact, like it's a little bit slower moving. It's more of a detective story. Yeah, and, and, it, it's, and it's a whole scene where, where Riggs ends up beating up, being up a bunch of guys who are are beating a dog, basically his dog that ends up being his dog and things like that. He comes out. And, That's where the dog comes in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they have that bond, but also uh, there's a moment where Gary, where Gary Busey's breaking into the Murtaugh's house and a Christmas Carol is playing on TV featuring not just a reference to Ebenezer Ebenezer Scrooge, but actual Ebenezer Scrooge on the screen. What did he do to the TV? He said, the Scrooge asks, what day is it? And then Gary responds by shooting the TV and saying, blankety blank Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> he shot the TV. He shot a Christmas carol. He does. <laughs> and then he dies because he hates Christmas. Right. Um, like which, I'm saying, okay, if you're a terrorist I, or if you're not on the naughty list, you're going to get cold. Can I say one more thing that's not oh, Christmas related? Yeah, yeah. Man, I miss the days when you completely justify two cops throw or a cop throwing down his badge and being like, "I got this." Wasn't it the weirdest ending? And fist fighting in the rain. <laughs> well, not in like, the rain. It's a fire hydrant. All the cops are kind of just chilling, like, and and Murtaugh's like, "I got this. I'm in charge here." And they're like, "Sergeant Murtaugh's on, uh, you know, in charge until the other people get here." And I was like, "This is so ridiculous." <laughs> it's pretty great. It really is. Ridiculous. Uh, anyway, 
Um, I know we've kind of we've kind of gone off on a tangent. I'm sure we want to do our closing arguments pretty soon. Yeah, Jake, you decide. I mean, we could go on for another hour. Can I give my most ridiculous arguments? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, let's hear most ridiculous than closing. This is so dumb. It's actually two. Uh, if you rearrange the letters in Riggs and Murtaugh, <laughs> yes, I'm so happy you did this. You get a star drum hugging. <laughs> and what do you think the little drummer boy did when he saw the new star in the sky? He hugged people. <laughs> and the other one is. <laughs> this is so, How this did is so even good. Come around to that. I went to an anagram site. <laughs> and then if you rearrange the letters in Lethal Weapon, you get Aloha, new pelt, which is obviously what Hawaiians say when they get their new pelts for Christmas. <laughs> and then, wow. Uh, they're Nata- getting pelts. And then, this doesn't even count as a ridiculous argument. It's just like random fact. I'm loving it. <laughs> you also get Natal Whole Pew. Natal is literally Portuguese for Christmas. Like, that's true. Natal. Feliz Natal. And then hold, there's a hole or space in the pew in church where you can go sit for your Christmas service. So and Christmas hole sitter. Christmas space place in the church. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my ridiculous ones that I was like, there's no way that's going to... I wish you'd done mine because I, I didn't take the time to go to an anagram site. He's doing it well, right Well, Die Hard... Okay, can I just say, just for the record again, Yeah, I don't understand the, the name Die Hard. Like, Lethal Weapon, there's literally a line where he says, we ought to register you as a lethal weapon. It's, it's actually a German... Die is the, it's D, it's the holidays. No, it's, it's not. the holidays. <laughs> Shut up. I was believing you for a second. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. All right. So I want to give a semi okay point, but it's more internet stuff. So maybe it's not really my stuff. All right. Oh, I got one for Die Hard. Okay. Herd aid. Wait, herd aid? Uh-huh. Like a shepherd. Like a shepherd, yeah. <laughs> That's super weird. <laughs> but is it aid like lemon no, aid? It's, a, it's no. basically like a cattle rancher is a herd aid. <laughs> it's also... I got a case of the herd aids. Yeah. <laughs> Haired rated is also another anagram for it. Do you I, know also, I can't believe I looked this up. Die Harder? Is that I what did, you're doing? No, Do you know there's also some shared actors between the two, like prominently featured actors? Um, we have... Uh, well, actually, I'll just go through this real quick. Uh, I did kind of both movies. Both movies feature Christmas in LA. Like, literally, they're both in LA, so there's no snow. Both mo- movies also feature uh, cocaine for some reason. Both, mo- both movies feature Asian actor and stuntman Al Leong. He was Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, awesome. He's the torturer in... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, Everyone knows him. the weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. And then uh, in Die Hard, I think he, he was... Uh, was he one of the terrorists? He had to be one of the terrorists, he was. right? Yeah. yeah. And then also they have uh, Grandel Bush. He was Agent Johnson in Die Hard, one of the FBI guys. Which, man, once again, I miss the days when uh, FBI agents would stroll up and they're like, we're the FBI. And they're like, we're taking over this investigation. And then the, then the terrorists inside are looking outside like, I don't know who the guys in suits are. And he's, that's the FBI. And I yep. was like, FBI. How did you not pick up? And then both, uh, he was a, a boyette, which was uh, one of the cops in the precinct and Lethal Weapon. So hmm. shared actors. It was kind of funny just to read that. Like, watch that's kind of cool. Back. Yeah. Are there random facts? Uh, really quickly, if you Google best Christmas movies ever made or best Christmas movie list. And see the most bandwagon results on the first page. First two pages of Google. I'm going to go through them. All right, let's hear it. First one is, I'll go actually go quickly. It's kind of boring. Uh, Nerve.com. Tell yeah, us they're, Google they're your wisdom. Uh, Lethal Weapon is 77th out of 100. 77th best Christmas movie of all time. But it's on the list. Die Hard is 18. Bandwagon. I hate to even say this, but it's not a review, so I'm okay with saying this. Rotten Tomatoes. RottenTomatoes.com. You love Rotten Tomatoes. Stop that. Here it comes again. I love the bandwagon. Lethal Weapon is the 23rd. Die Hard is the 9th. All right, uh, timeout.com, Lethal Weapon, 39th best, Die Hard 27. IndieWire, Die Hard is in its, oh, they don't actually have a list. It's just the 20 best Christmas movies of all time. Die Hard's on the list, Lethal Weapon not. Ranker.com, which is user submitted, Lethal Weapon, 37, Die Hard 17. EW.com, best Christmas movies of all time, Die Hard 16, Lethal Weapon not there. Empire, Lethal Weapon 13, which is good, which is good, Die Hard number one. Uh, my last thing I would like to say. It's so funny to see you taking the opposite side of this. You're like, yeah. what's the mainstream, mainstream one? Mainstream. It, it, it actually, it, it makes me mad because I love playing the devil's advocate, right? Well, here's, and the mix has been fun. I, I've enjoyed the switch. Actually. Here's kind of what I want to bring up. And this is, this may be well, my, my closing. I have argument. one more. No, no. Can I, can I have oh, okay. one yeah. more before closing? Oh, the, and maybe this could be a closing because it's just that ridiculous. But the last present that Santa McLean delivered <laughs> was to Hans Gruber because he had to throw his gun. But what did he have? Something wrapped in Christmas tape on his back. 
He had a backup gun. Yeah, what was Christmas tape doing up there in the I warehouse? I agree. How did he get a whole, his hands on Christmas tape? Like, but it's they, up there in the middle of the warehouse, and I thought, no one's packing Christmas presents up here. Right. But, you know, it's that movie. But they had to ham-fist it in there, so. It's the entire movie, Joel. There's no ham-fisting when it's the theme of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways, closing statement. My closing statement is this. I knew I had an uphill battle going into this. I knew that I was the underdog because I was on the side of Lethal Weapon. Because a lot of people don't remember Lethal Weapon as a Christmas movie. But my point is, and I'm going to say this, Kent, and I don't want you to get a big head about this. Even if I lose, I hope I've reminded you that Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. And I hope that you will fight against the mainstream and the bandwagoning and the Kenting (laughs) and give it another chance. And maybe you can find it in your heart to think of Lethal Weapon as a Christmas movie. (laughs) Merry Christmas. The thing is, you're actually tugging on my heartstrings right now because Joel, I even did like a chin quiver. (laughs) I don't know why. It was my band's name in college. (laughs) That's actually what got me. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to be mainstream. I think it's funny to call Lethal Weapon and Die Hard Christmas movies. Right. I don't get mad if people do, but generally, I'm like, Christmas movies, you know, the obvious ones. Christmas Story, The Great Grinch, ones. you know, stuff like that. And we, we will do a show on those eventually. <laughs> on the real Christmas movies. Yes, on the real Christmas movies. That said, I mean, I've probably watched Die Hard more than any other Christmas movie uh, sadly, I haven't watched Legal Weapon as much as I should mm-hmm. because I did enjoy the movie. I think I enjoyed two more, actually. Die Hard, you like Die Hard 2? I think oh, so. Or Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Right. We're, we're, Here we go. Listener, we're so sorry. Please, we know we've said it wrong a dozen times in the show. And I think I'm going to watch Lethal Weapon 2 soon, actually. With Leo Getz. Okay, 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 oh, okay. Okay, maybe not. Uh, I, w- I, I did watch Lethal Weapon a lot more as a kid than I did Die Hard. Like, you I, did? I know that. I know that for a fact. Is it because it was just on TV more? Or? We had the VHS copy. We had the, I think we had the VHS copy of but I watched Di- Lethal Weapon more than Die Hard. However, I will admit, since that time, Die Hard I've watched more recently than Lethal Weapon until this, until this for this show. I watched Die Hard more recently because it was on the car right up here. Um, <laughs> okay, so basically I want to say Christmas is essential to Die Hard. There would be no other reason for John McClane, a cop from the other side of the nation, to be in Nakatomi Plaza at a company Christmas party. Without Christmas... There is no Die Hard. Once again, I don't know why it's called Die Hard, but it is, right? Without Christmas, there's no Die Hard. John would not have gone to his wife's office. No one would be in the office that late, unless it was Christmas. And the terrorists, they actually went to go get the boss, right? The boss would not have been there that late, and they would not have known unless it was an office Christmas party. The thing is, this is a Christmas movie that deals in blood and guts and a little, bit of, a little bit of theft, some explosions. It's, some drugs. It's Die Hard, some drugs. But Christmas is central. I'm sure if he... Do you remember Lethal Weapon takes place during Christmas? People wouldn't really know. Good movie. Really good movie. They're both good movies. Great 80s movies. Oh, fantastic. Iconic. Lethal Weapon starting the buddy... Well, not starting, but practically just blowing up the buddy cop genre. Yeah. And then Die Hard being one of the greatest action movies not of all Not even blowing time. up. I think setting a standard. There were, there were a couple before movies. that, but it really, really that, was, that spawned so many sequels. Right. But I will... Kent, your argument was actually really rehearsed and written. Mine was from the heart like Lethal Weapon. His was like the Nakatomi Plama Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was bland and uh, no one wanted Cold to be there for it. He read that. I had no script for what I was going to say. He did. He read so, it. But he's got it. So if I, hurt, if I quivered my lip, would that have been okay? I think Maybe. that would have that helped. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> yes. So listener, you're going to have to tell us which movie is more Christmas. And they're shaking hands. We are. All right. This was a fun one to do. It was fun. Uh, we appreciate. Do you like how we started so aggressive, and then we just kind of like, yeah, they're both it's, cool. It's Christmas. You guys should probably be hugging at the end, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we will hug later. But uh, no, if you want to find me, you can find me at seventy six Joel on Twitter. Or if you want to go to find me at Quickwits, they perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to the Q. Wow, I can't talk tonight. QWcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. And if you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. And listener, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. And remember to uh, check out the Bacon Sale store, um, Gumroad slash Bacon Sale. And it's also BaconSale.com. We'll give you a link. And uh, there's also links on Facebook. Yeah, there's a Shop Now button on Facebook. There is, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can go there. We've got uh, counted recently. There's 135 items, guys. 
Wow. And different sizes and things. Seven of them are yoga pants. (laughs) I think four. Okay. Three or four. Those yoga pants are awkward. (laughs) But they're funny. (laughs) Right, they are. They are. Yeah, they're embarrassing and funny. And uh, so, listener, I'd just like to leave you with this. Remember, in this time of Christmas, that if you have a choice between watching The Grinch and watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, (laughs) go watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Do yourself a favor. no way. This has been Bacon Cell. Welcome to the party, pal. I'm not going to blame Jake, but (laughs) Joel and I didn't have anything to do with it. I'm just over here being normal, happy Joel. And then Jacob goes, I could take you both on right now with both arms tied behind my back. Jacob's getting scammed by a Nigerian prince. And I'm totally on the bandwagon. Just say it. Say, I'm on the bandwagon. And I'm on the bandwagon. That's what I'm going to say here. A woman of the night. A naked woman of the night. She's not naked. She's she's wearing pants. There's your headphones, Jacob. I'm glad you found them. (laughs) Why are you plugged into your laptop? That's not going to help you at all. When Bugs Bunny says, Merry Christmas, deck the halls, and Riggs stops, and he realizes the magic of Christmas has saved him. (laughs) Casting her in that movie is basically like putting a Christmas tree in the background. Because they knew that people seeing her would think Christmas. Are you objectifying her? So are you saying he loves his wife or he loves leafy greens? Turn Have about you been to an office Christmas party? <laughs> Taken over by terrorists. <laughs> In glass alone, lethal weapon win. Those yoga pants are awkward. Now I got machine guns. Ho, ho, ho. Die Hard is constant Christmas. Constant. Thank you.